0: Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. This is your host, J-Dub. I'm excited. Got another guest on this week. It's going to be Mr. Weaver, Team Kitty. Always a great discussion. Always a good conversation. We're going to talk on the flip side about league winners and bus. We'll kick it off with bus. I know everyone's had their draft or they're about to have their draft. By the time you listen to this, they'll have their draft, most likely. Sorry, but maybe these are some guys you can target and trade or just... Good conjecture with your buddies. We'll get this on the flip side. This is America. Don't get you
1: slipping up. Don't get you slipping no. Look what I'm whipping up. Okay, we're back. Welcome, Mr. Team Kitty, Mr. Weaver. What's going on? Did you ever think I would call you Mr. Weaver? I'm getting it more and more, especially as I'm coaching soccer. And so it's just it rolls off the tongue. Nice.
0: So I was just trying to play with you there. But anyhow, I'm
1: I'm excited to have you
0: on. We're going to talk bust and and league winners. We're going to kick it off with bust. Why don't you take it off?
1: Okay. Just as a starter here, I'm defining bust as somebody who I believe is going to perform significantly below his average draft position. And when I say draft position, I'm looking at Superflex. And it doesn't really matter if it's a 12 or 16, but I'm using the Superflex format. And so the first person that I'm expecting to be a bust this year is Bijan Robinson. He is listed as the number 12 overall player in Superflex leagues. And I think that we're just putting the cart way before the horse on this one. He's in a backfield. Right now, he's sharing a backfield with a guy who was taken in the fifth round last year, Tyler Algier, who actually ended up rushing for over a thousand yards, clearly because of where Bijan was drafted high in the first round. He's going to be given plenty of reps, but I don't see him being a workhorse. And there's also Cordell Patterson there. Who do they have back? Desmond Ritter. The box is going to be stacked. I've never liked Pitts. Drake London is just another guy to me. I think that Bijan is going to be lucky to get over 1,100 yards. Lucky to get five TDs. I don't want him on my team at number 12.
0: I I like that pick. I, I, for the record. Bijan Robinson is so smooth as a receiver, and I think he's going to be very good, but your core points are right on. He's, in some places I'm looking, he's the third overall running back, and he's in a tough situation. If he'd land into Buffalo, um, Philadelphia, one of these places, sure, I would. Agree. he would be potential, but I agree with you, there's no way this guy is, is even, I, I, maybe he's an eight, nine, 10 fantasy back this year, Maybe 15, 20 overall, but I think that's the ceiling for him. So I agree with you. Definitely bust. Good call.
1: Next one Calvin Ridley. He's being taken um, in high, his high third round in leagues, in uh, super flex leagues. And this guy, one, he's a compulsive gambler. Two, before he outed himself as being a compulsive gambler, he quit on his team. The guy has not played in a year and a half. And all of a sudden, people are talking wide receiver one, not a chance. And again, he's in a decent offense now with a quarterback who's who at least had a good second half of the year. But there's a lot of mouths defeating in that offense. And so to count on him as your wide receiver one, I think you're going to be sorely disappointed.
0: Yeah, I don't have a lot to comment there. I agree with you. I, I think we got to see it. I think there's already some established pass catchers there. Kirk. Even Evan Ingram came on late the year. And you're right. He's, in the rankings I see him, he's wide receiver 15, 16, 17. So if you're a really deep league, maybe he's a one, he's really more a two. But I just don't, I don't, I agree with you. I think until we see it, he's almost 30. It's not like he's a young guy. So be interesting. Well, who's up
1: next for you? Next up for me would be Brees Hall. The guy's got one ACL, he's in a super credit backfield. And his team just went all out to get Dalvin Cook. And clearly, Brees Hall was legit uh, leading up to his ACL tear last year. He was looking like he was going to be the rookie of the year. But the fact that he's now going to be competing uh, for touches with Michael Carter, Dalvin Cook, first and foremost, and, and a quarterback who literally does not care about anybody else's stats besides his own. And so... I don't see Brees Hall performing nearly close to the overall 55 ADP that he's showing in these that super flex in these super flex leagues. And yeah. I you know, mentioned that he's also got Israel Abakananda there who is an under the radar rookie who I think is going to surprise in that team. Brees Hall at 55 do not want anything close to that. Maybe somewhere in the 80s. Like, I want him around the same time that people take Jonathan Taylor is when I want Brees Hall. Yeah, this is an
0: interesting one. I've been on the record for Khalil Herbert quite a bit because he's so effective, efficient. He's proven himself consistently. He's going in the 30s, and Brees Hall's in the, like, teens. And uh, no matter how you look at it, that probably should be, maybe not reverse, but at least he should be in that range. So I, I agree with you by and large. I will say... I think Brees Hall is a very good player. So if you're in a dynasty league format and you're playing for 24, you're trying to stash someone, I think he's good. But I, your core point, which is they've gone all in with Cook. This quarterback is basically a coach. He's going to call his own shots. And if you're watching Hard Knocks or Rogers' MO, it's pretty clear that he's the one, like, let's go get this guy. I trust him to make the blocking assignments. I want to give him the ball. So I think Brees Hall, this is, he's a change up this year and they're just to get him back hundred percent healthy for 24. So anyone's drafting him high, expecting him to be productive this year. I, I agree. He's going to disappoint.
1: Next guy up, I would say is, this one's a tough one because I don't know what the expectations are really him going in, but just given the amount of preseason hype that we're hearing, Jordan Love at, at the 85th overall pick. Um, really, let's just look at this. The hype is coming from his own team. I equate this to a situation where you've got a girlfriend, your girlfriend breaks up with you because she wants to go start dating Brad Pitt. And you try to convince everybody that the breakup was mutual. Then you start pointing to your new rebound girlfriend, who's really nothing more than a five or a six, and is trying to convince everybody, like, look how hot this girl is. And that's uh, with Green Bay and Jordan Love. Jordan Love Six. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is is dating Brad Pitt. I just don't buy any of the hype. Jordan Love, okay, yeah, he looked decent going against second team defenses. It, all who are calling vanilla defensive calls. And then he plays a quarter and he completes 75% of his passes against a cornerback who may never see the light of day in actual regular season. So no, I'm not buying any of this. I like the
0: call. It's bold because to your point, there is a lot of hype going on with Jordan Love right now. And I don't disagree. I don't necessarily know how to feel. I, I was down on Jordan Love. He's looked pretty good this preseason. And he's got a lot of young. I think Green Bay just does a pretty good job of drafting. So they've got a lot of like younger guys who haven't proven themselves. Uh, so we don't talk.
1: But The one thing I would say is that sometimes you do have transcendent receivers who can turn a five or a six into a 10. And I do think that Green Bay has several talented receivers, the first and foremost being Christian Watson, who basically the play that turned Jordan Love into a starter is a play where Jordan Love threw like a five-yard slant to Christian Watson, took it to the house from 70 yards. And uh, all of a sudden, everybody was talking about how great Jordan Love is. It's no... Christian Watson is Randy Moss. So, yeah. so it's, po- it's possible. It's
0: an interesting team. And I actually, it's a word of caution for everybody out there. I think Green Bay is either going to be really shockingly good, not necessarily 12, 13 wins and challenging the, the Niners and the Cowboys and the Eagles and the NFC, but maybe 10, 11 wins and winning the division. Because they've got a lot of young like offensive talent that looks good on paper. Watson's shown a little bit here and there, but he hasn't done it for a full season. Dobbs, everyone hypes up from practice, really hasn't done it in a game. People are loving Jaden Reed. Luke Musgrave's getting a ton of positive press. They have a decent offensive line. Obviously, Aaron Jones is very good. A.J. Dillon's solid. It wouldn't surprise me if Love is above average quarterback or even better to your point he might be a five or six but he gets elevated to seven or eight because of the talent around him I can also see Green Bay being like seven and ten or six and eleven and people realizing like oh okay Aaron Rodgers was really important here and they haven't hit on their picks and these guys aren't making a difference so I don't know what to think in Green Bay um I'm Really pivoted. But in July, I was out on Green Bay and now I'm back. But I will say, given drafts, if you're in a super flex league, Love is still pretty cheap. He's in the like 20, 21 overall quarterback range. So he's not like, no one should be drafting him or paying him a ton of money. But I hear you. I think a great call. On, on, on. It's going to be a strong pivot one way or the other. He's either going to be pretty good and live up to the hype or he's going to fall flat on his face, which I think a lot of people thought he would going into this camp. So it'll be interesting. Yep. Any, more,
1: any more busts? See, I've got uh, one more. Okay. Um, actually, I've got two more. Now this one is it's the middle of the road, but there's, again, a lot of hype around him taking the next step this year, and I just don't see it happening. And that's uh, George Pickens in Pittsburgh. The guy is highlight reel when it comes to actually making the one-catch he does each game, but then where is he for the rest of the time? Mike, so he's and the, another thing that I'm reading all about is the guy is literally insane. And so you, I, I just don't think that he's somebody that you want to count on to actually take the next step. My, my closest comp to him would be like a Roy Williams type. The guy who goes out there makes like the sports center top 10 play. And then you realize that's the last he's only had. That's the only catch he's had for two weeks. George Pickens would be my next guy. Okay, I like it. Who's your last guy? Last guy, Mike Evans. He obviously, what his first eight seasons or however many seasons he's been in the league, he's caught for over a thousand yards. The guy's been a beast his entire career, but last year he was showing serious signs of falling off, and that's with Tom Brady. And it took like a Herculean effort in the last game of the season for uh, for Mike Evans to actually even break a thousand yards. He was non-existent the rest of the year, and that was with Tom Brady throwing to him. Now he's got Baker Mayfield throwing to him. Bus Central Station. (laughs) Nice. I like it.
0: I like it. I'm not going to give you any bus. I think you nailed some really good ones. I did was going to talk about Travis Kelsey a little bit. I feel like there's a year he was going to finally fall off, but I feel bad piling on now that the news came out today that maybe really hurt. So that sucks if that's true. But I don't have any, it's funny, I look around, I've already called out Already called out Deshaun Watson as a sleeper. I don't necessarily root for him, but he's a guy that I think he's the higher level Jordan Love. Like he either can step up and return to being a really good player or he's going to fall off. I think there's a clear pivot this season. And then I, Justin Fields is another one that I like Jordan Love. Like he's getting hyped up a lot, but he hasn't really shown he can be a quarterback yet. So it'll be interesting to see where he lands. But yeah, no, I think those are some good busts. Let's move over to kind of league winners. And you did a good job of defining what you thought of as bus. I'll, I'll call out just on the league winner side, we're looking for guys that they may be top picks, but they're going to way outperform. But usually the guys I'm going to give are people that are not being drafted in the top, even 10 of their position, maybe even 15 or 20. But I think could be top of their position and really make a huge difference. Impact for you and be a league winner. Why don't you start? We can go one to one. So you start with one, I'll go. And then I've only got four, so we can get through them pretty quick.
1: Okay. My first guy would be Keenan Allen. I think that he's being rated as like the 19th or 20th best receiver going into the season. You look at what's happening there. They got Kellen Moore, who's clearly a pass happy offensive coordinator. You've got Justin Herbert, who is arguably as talented as any throw of the ball in the NFL. And then you've got Keenan Allen, who is a complete target hog. Justin Herbert loves him. And by all accounts, he's just completely owned the preseason under Kellen Moore. The the, the big question mark, obviously, based on last year is his, is, is his health. He le- missed, what, six or seven games last year. That's yeah. actually the first time he's really missed significant time. I know that he's got a rap for being injury prone. But last year was by far the most games he's ever missed. If he can get back to health... I think that this is a guy who's going to significantly outperform his ADP.
0: Yep. I like it. Look, first thing I look for in receivers are quarterback, if you have the right quarterback, and then system and, and scheme. So I like it. I'll stick with the wide receiver theme, and I'm, I'm actually going something similar, although much younger guy. I know you're, you're very familiar with this player, Garrett Wilson. He was dynamic last year with some time. Actually, he played all games, but he was a little bit beat up a little bit. He had – mediocre quarterback play mediocre offensive system and still went for 1100 yards this year it's the hard knocks effect but you watch him play you watch what Aaron Rodgers talks about him I, I think this guy could be the number one white fantasy wide receiver this year he's certainly going to be top three or four or five so he's you know, I think he's already moved in the top 10 since the hard knocks stuff came out and people are hyping him up I think he's going to be potentially above there because Rodgers is going to single him out and just funnel targets to him. So I'm big Garrett Wilson. I'm high on Garrett Wilson this year in terms of fantasy production.
1: And I love him. And I, I echo every single one of your sentiments about his potential this year. Yep. Okay. Who's your next? Uh, so my next guy would be, it is a familiar name. And in years past, this would be a no brainer, but I think that under the circumstances and, and where he's being drafted in in mock drafts and regular drafts in super flex leagues, I think that Alvin Kamara at the 84th overall spot is is a real big value play that could pay major dividends down the stretch. He's only got a three game suspension, which if you saw the videotape, (laughs) you'd be like, dude, Kareem Hunt got eight eight games and this guy literally almost murdered someone on film and then went and bragged about it afterwards. And it's like the police report reflects him bragging about the sound the guy's face made when he connected. And he somehow only gets three games. So all of that said, f- so major boon that he only has three games. Carr has been just speaking the world about this guy's ability to ra- uh, run routes. I think he's going to be a, a PPR machine. And I think he's going to be a PPR machine. I, th- I think we're looking at 50, 60 catches. And then probably around six, so probably... Six to 700 yards overall in receiving and then another 800 yards rushing. Last year, he definitely fell off, but I think he was completely miscast. If there is one if there is one thing I'm wary of, it's just the fact that Dennis Allen's a complete idiot. And will he be able to actually utilize the talent that he's got in front of him? But if, if he's able to return to form with Carr thrown to him, I think that 84 ADP is way too low.
0: So I, I like the call. I won't address any of the off the field stuff, but I will call out this guy came in as a rookie in 17 through 2020 season. He had a hundred targets of 81 receptions, then 105 targets, 81 receptions, then 97 targets, 81 receptions, and then 107 targets in 83 receptions. The last two years, 67 targets, only 47 receptions and 77 targets, only 57 receptions. So my expectation and hope to, to what you're talking about, league winner, would be him getting back to the hundred targets, eighty plus receptions, and then really making a difference on the ground. What's crazy about Kamara, He's never broken a thousand yards rushing or receiving, but he had over eight hundred or he had over seven hundred yards receiving in three of his first four seasons. And then had, had roughly, he was averaging about 800 plus yards rushing each one of those years. And then just massive touchdown totals, to your point. He had 13 his first year, 18 his second year, only six his third year, but then rebounded with 21 in his fourth year. And then in 21, he had nine. Last year, he only had four. So I like it. I think he's still in his prime. He Just turned 28. That's a good one. I like that. I'm going to stay in the running back genre and i'm going to go a little bit younger a guy that i think actually could be very similar to kamara if you watch him play he's got that level of talent it's deandre swift he's been in a trapped in a terrible situation scheme and coaching wise they never they always treated him like a a really high-end porsche that should only be driven for 20 minutes on sundays in the eagles they've actually got a better run blocking line and a really dynamic offensive system. Last year with Miles Sanders, he had over 1400 yards and I think over 10 touchdowns just on the ground and Swift's kind of multi multi-dimensional. So, look, he's going cheap. You're not going to have to pay a lot for him and and certainly he can't he won't necessarily definitely be a league winner, but he has the potential to be on 250 touches to be 1500 plus total yards, 10 plus TDs, 40 catches and end up as a top 5 back, which Given all the other value out there, could be a league winner for you. So that's my guy. Next up for you.
1: I'm going to a position where there's really only one player. And that player got hurt today, Travis Kelsey. And I saw a funny meme where it was saying, if Travis Kelsey, if Travis Kelsey is injured for the first four weeks of the season, he will still be the TE1 at the end of the season. <laughs> and uh, I think that that just shows you how sparse the talent is at the tight end position. But one guy who, if he can return to form, and I love where he is in New York is uh, who can really challenge for that uh, tight end one position. It's Darren Waller. He's got a quarterback who refuses to throw the ball downfield and Waller is a huge target. He's basically unguardable. His one concern has been pretty much health and can he stay off the drugs? And if he can stay healthy, and keep his mind, I think that this guy's looking at 70 receptions and 1,000 yards and probably eight TDs, which as the tight end position is a, a major boon. And if you can get that out of your tight end and have other pieces around you, Waller could def- definitely be a league winner for you.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: I like that. He's,
0: I definitely agree. He's proven it, still young, and they're in desperate need of a kind of uh, primary target. Okay, I got two more here. I'll I'll start with the kind of longest shot one, which is Jalen Warren in Pittsburgh. Lots of different reports coming out of Pittsburgh. But if you look at just the tape, watch the games last year, this preseason, him and Najee Harris are like two different players. One clearly looks like he's a difference maker, explosive, really good receiver out of the backfield, make guys miss, breaking tackles. The other one just looks like a short yardage guy. And he looks solid, but so it really comes down to system and coaching. My sense is Mike Tomlin will always do what's best for the team to win. And I think you're going to see a change in the guard in the first couple of weeks. And you can get Jalen Warren. He's like in the mid to late 30s in the running back position. He's a guy that in Pittsburgh in that offense could easily end up as a top four or five guy. He looks like he's got that level of talent. So it's a long shot because Tomlin seems to be pretty loyal to his guys, and it's likely that Najee is going to continue to get the bulk of the work to start the season. But it it is pretty apparent that Jalen Warren's on a different level talent wise. So I,
1: I I like that pick, and I actually had written down here Najee Harris as a potential bust just because he's just a, he's a plotter. He was catching the ball a ton from a Ben Roethlisberger who literally could not throw the ball more than five yards and then you've got Pickett who is not confident at all so he's just been a security blanket but Jalen Warren to your point he gives me a little Willie Parker vibe so let's well, I'll be excited to see what happens there Willie Parker I love that okay yeah who's that next up for you okay uh, my final potential league winner and this is a also in the long shot category but just given where he's being drafted and the amount of talent the the the, the equivalent talent around him at that draft position, is Michael Thomas? If the guy can return to form, and of course that's a huge if, given the fact that he's been essentially injured for the past three years. But if he returns to form at that draft position and becomes a wide receiver, one you will very likely win your league. Yeah, and he's got I the think, talent to do it.
0: I've been on the I've been on the Michael last year. I liked him as well, and he's still in his prime. He's, I think he turns thirty either the end of the season or in the off season super talented and he didn't win on pure athletic ability he won on kind of acumen route running things that generally age pretty well at least until you're in your mid-30s but i just never know and what's in things interesting is you put two saints on here which is not so bold but i I think it's telling obviously you're pro on the saints and see these guys as potential upside it's also a bet on Derek Carr a little bit, or not just a little bit, a lot. And I like Derek Carr. I'll be curious to your point about the coaching. Is that enough to get him over the hump? I don't know, but it's an interesting team to watch. The NFC South, in particular, could be a complete dumpster fire. In fact, I saw, I think it was on the BS Pod, the Bill Simmons podcast, they're doing over unders. They threw out the fact that one of the sneaky good bets out there is you can take. Which quarterback in the NFC? You can take Derek Carr. I think it's like plus 450 or 350 to lead the NFC South quarterbacks in passing yards. And if you think about that, like he's literally going against Bryce Young, who, by the way, could I probably take, he'd be right there with me. And then Baker Mayfield, who I, no way that guy started 17 games this year. And Desmond Ritter, who I, I don't know. I don't dislike Desmond Ritter, but based on what I saw of Arthur Smith's offense in Tennessee and now here in Atlanta, I'm not sold that he's going to be throwing the ball a lot and back to your point about kyle pitts by the way i was like i I kyle pitts but i hate him in atlanta you put him in a team where they're actually going to throw the ball get him in space and he gets 100 targets like i bet you he can get 65 catches and break a lot so he'd probably be all-time record for average yards per catch for a tight end kind of player but anyhow my last one is is not going to be a surprise it's a big name someone who went back-to-back MVPs in 2020, 2021. It's the hard knocks effect, Aaron Rodgers. Look, he's going late teens, early 20s in fantasy world at quarterback. And he's a guy that easily could be top five. Now he doesn't run. He is actually sneaky. He'll get a couple of running touchdowns here or there, but he's so wicked with his arm. And you watch him the preseason. He still has that accuracy. He's got some talent around him. Al Lazard, I, I don't love him, but... Got yeah, a lot of chemistry with with Rogers, and then obviously you got Garrett Wilson. I was a little bummed they got rid of Moore. I thought that guy's very dynamic and be a great fit. He's actually a younger, more athletic version of Randall Cobb, and they just gave him away to Cleveland. I thought that was a mistake. But ultimately, this is a boomer bust pick. I, I don't actually I don't know if he'll bust for where you're drafting him, but he certainly could boom given his talent. He could easily throw mid thirties touchdown passes, four thousand yards. And I actually would be a little bit surprised if he's not high 20s, low 30s, and close to 4,000 yards. He's just that good of a thrower. And their offensive line's decent enough. He's got really good talent around him. I'm to your point, Brees Hall, that's like the third down scat back. He's got Dalvin Cook still in his prime, just turned 28. He's had 14, 1,500-yard combined uh, yardage seasons multiple years in a row. And if you don't realize it, Minnesota Vikings have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL right now. The advanced statistics say those running backs are getting hit behind the line more than any other team. Cook actually goes into a better situation. I think that's going to help Aaron Rodgers. It's just going to keep him up there. I don't know. I don't have Rodgers in any league I'm in. I haven't drafted him at all. But I have a stinking suspension. He could end up being a top three, top four fantasy quarterback.
1: I love the hype because I've got my work league draft tomorrow. I'm going to take Rodgers. I'm going to make sure I get Rodgers after that. Nice. I like it.
0: Okay, Weave, I really appreciate you doing this. It's great catching up.
1: It was fun. I can't wait for the season to start. we got two more days.
0: I know. It's going to be a great kickoff game. So. On that note, I appreciate everybody listening. Subscribe at your local podcast directory if you enjoy the the content. Give us a positive review or subscribe. We appreciate it. On that note, let's have a great week and awesome week one ahead. Take care. Before we leave, let me tell y'all a little something. Uptown Funky
1: Up. Uptown Funky Up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up.